happy. Oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am in Miami, Florida, in advance of tonight's GOP primary debate. Todd and Aaron, I will be in the spin room tonight uh, for the DeSantis campaign. Todd and Aaron, you guys are back there in Des Moines. Good to see you guys again. I'll be back in person with you tomorrow. So you guys are going to be talking to me from my hotel room for the next couple of days. So it's good to connect with you guys and uh, good to see you guys again. Todd is back from rooting his daughter Ainsley on in uh, the SEC championship. So good to see you gentlemen. Also, uh, it would be good if you saw this movie, The Blind, if you've not had a chance to see it yet, was out in theaters just uh, about a month or so ago. It's very well done. Uh, It's the true life story of the spiritual conversion of our our good friend and colleague, Phil Robertson, uh, from Duck Dynasty fame. And of course, uh, he's got his podcast here as part of uh, the Blaze Media family as well. And if you don't want to give Amazon or you don't want to give Apple your money, uh, for the first time ever, we are offering a theatrical grade movie available to you versus premium video on demand. $19.99 is where you can go to watch this movie. It's really well done. Now, it's raw, right? Doesn't pull many punches about uh, where Phil Robertson, the wretch that he once was, to the story of the man that you have seen here in the last few decades. So it doesn't pull any punches, which is why it's so very well done. But if you want to see the movie The Blind, the true story of the Robertson family. Go to the go to blazetv.com slash the blind. Blazetv.com slash the blind. It's $19.99 to rent it versus via PBOD and you want to give your money to people that don't hate you, unlike Amazon or Apple, you can give it to us instead at blazetv.com slash the blind. All right, coming up on today's show. Uh, Normal Wednesday Fair, Uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us. And if you have if you've been following Daniel on social media this morning, he has he's got some woe and I have some lamentation, which you'll probably be hearing about here in a a few moments. Uh, Also, in between uh, now and then uh, we'll play buy, sell or hold at the beginning of uh, or the top of no at the end of this hour and the beginning of next hour, and then you'll choose the topics that we will address. Also, we've only got a few hundred copies left. If you wanna get your autographed edition of Why Thanksgiving in Time for the Holiday, there is still opportunity to order that now. Uh, Whythanksgiving.com is where you wanna go. This was the children's book I put out last year, my very first one, the first in a trilogy. The second one comes out next year, Why Easter? But Why Thanksgiving, the pilgrims started Thanksgiving for the same reason they came to America because they loved God as we're trying to reclaim America's Christian heritage. There's a few hundred of these autographed copies available right now when you go to whythanksgiving.com. That's whythanksgiving.com. And with that, let us get started with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the GOP's No Good, Very Bad Night. We begin in Ohio, where Issue 1 passed easily yesterday. Issue 1 is a constitutional amendment that enshrines baby killing, even late-term baby killing, into that state's laws. In Kentucky, this was GOP gubernatorial candidate Daniel Cameron's closing pitch to voters. Former President Donald Trump is endorsing Attorney General Daniel Cameron in his run for governor of Kentucky. Mr. President... I hope you can tell that Kentucky is Trump country. 
I'm the only candidate endorsed by President Trump. Cameron lost his election to communist Democrat incumbent Andy Bashir. Republicans won the Kentucky Attorney General and Secretary of State races. Neither of those candidates were endorsed by Trump. In Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin will not have a trifecta as Democrats retained control of the state Senate and won back control of the House of Delegates. But it wasn't all bad news. In deep red Mississippi, GOP incumbent Governor Tate Reeves won re-election by barely five points. Learning Fetterman today is this tweet from Daniel Horowitz. The polls for 2024 look awesome and will totally be different from 2017, 2018, 2020, 2022, and 2023. Joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. Meanwhile, in the tiny wing of the Republican Party that actually knows a thing or two about winning, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, fresh off her endorsement of Ron DeSantis for president, had these words about DeSantis during a joint interview on NBC News. It is about getting the right candidate, picking the right person that can win, and that can leave this country. And I believe, Ron, I would just encourage everybody out there to look at his record. He is probably the most effective leader that I know. And I appreciate that. This is a guy that gets things done. And again, just look at his record and look at all of the things that he has accomplished in four years. And as a governor, I know that's not easy to do some of the things that he's done. Not only do you have to have a strategy and do you have to be disciplined and do you have to be bold, but but you have to bring people together to get them on board to accomplish what you've accomplished. And uh, that, that's not easy either. So that's the kind of leadership that we need. Elsewhere, Ukrainian green shirt President Volodymyr Zelensky is getting increasingly cringy in his bid for more U.S. aid. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please give us a credit and we will give you back money after the war. And finally, wise words from this random dude in Africa. The question Africa is asking the whole world is a simple question. The question is, why are you gay? When there are so many beautiful women, how can you be a gay? When there is such wonderful men to love you women, Africa is saying that for us, we are not gays. For us, we are straight. We are men who love women and women who love men. And that's what happened while we were away. That's uh, that's just some straight up Jeremiah level prophesying in the era in which we live right there. I mean, I, I feel like I should take my shoes off. I'm on hallowed ground. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Pure Health Research. They've got a health revelation that could change your life because your liver it governs so many key functions in your body. It's one of the most important organs in your body, and it can deal with things from energy level to hormone health, brain health, even weight management. And the problem is fatty liver has become a silent epidemic with too many Americans. And that's that's where the liver health formula comes in. It's an all-natural supplement packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. And by going to my dedicated page, you'll also get a free bottle of their nano-powered omega-3s as well. So that's a total discount of 64% off that you won't find anywhere else. Order today at getliverhelp.com slash Steve because fatty liver increases your risk of heart disease significantly. And that's already the number one killer in America as it is. Getliverhelp.com slash Steve. Remember, a healthy liver is happier you at getliverhelp.com slash Steve. Okay. Man, guys, I, I could do a classic Steve Dace breakdown of what transpired last night. Get into the weeds. Man, I could, I could, 
I could have I could have sent Aaron a detailed listicle this morning, you know, to lay it all out for you. And there's a there's a lot of things that a lot of people are saying that are true. But fundamentally, you know, just as I've been saying for the last couple of years, every issue in America that we are feeling existential about either has its origins or its tipping point via COVID. Either COVID is its genesis or COVID was its amplifier. It was a pre-existing issue that we were concerned about, but COVID took those things to the next level. It, it's the mouth of the river. COVID is to our social, our socio-political problems as a people right now, uh, what the Nile was to the ancient Egyptians, the source. That being said, we have a similar problem when it comes to the results of last night and previous nights and nights before and and nights before that and nights before that. Here I could I could everything else everybody's gonna suggest I could trace back to two things. Number one, the state of the church in America. The state of the church in America. I mean there's there's just no excuse for what occurred in Ohio last night, even though we all saw it coming. But but that's the state of the church in America. Uh, we have, you know, the, the, the previous generation or the outgoing now generation of pastors, many of them reduced, too many of them reduced themselves to mascots for the Republican Party. So they lost their prophetic witness to the culture or um, they never were interested in a prophetic witness, but we're interested in helping you find your purpose-driven life instead with a seeker-sensitive approach. And what, what's happening now as, as my generation, I've been warning about this for the last few years, as my generation, Gen X now, is assuming these pulpits. In, in many respects, they are correct that they, they don't wanna go out like Pat Robertson, who's out here, who's out here endorsing Rudy Giuliani in Republican presidential primaries and just becoming clowns. They, they don't want to do that. And I concur. And they'll point out, what is, what is the point in doing that anyway for a political party that will sell us out faster than you can say Esau? You're right. Correct. But, but then they have decided now that the gospel is like in this hermetically sealed environment. It is about salvation alone as opposed to salvation primarily. And that there really is no reason why it has to run perpendicular with the culture. You know, maybe if Paul had just been more strategic, Nero wouldn't have cut his head off. Maybe if, you know, uh, Peter would have stayed within the church realm, they wouldn't have hung him upside down. Um, you know, maybe if, 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 if Polycarp had just stuck to not living out his faith in public, but just treating it as a largely theoretical exercise without any application. They don't ever knock on his door one day and say, hey, we kind of need you to do that whole bound uh, about a Caesar thing, if you don't mind. And then when he refused, they burnt him alive. And so there's, there's, they, they actively look for places to not have the gospel intersect the culture. So it's just gone too far the other way. 
I mean, you should ask yourself if you are in, if you are in our audience in the state of Ohio, I'm just going to say this flat out, man. I don't know that I've ever said this before. If I have, it's been very rare. I'll say it now. If, if you are listening to us from the state of Ohio today and your church did not push people to go out and vote for vote against Ohio one, you should never go back there. And I mean, ever, you should leave right away. Never go back. Don't cut them another check. The salt has lost its savor and it's of no use to anybody except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Do not waste the master's talent on dead ends. God is a God of multiplication, not division or subtraction. Number two, and this is now where we get into the civic realm. Everything it will take to reverse the current political trend, and I mean everything, from better candidates, from better messaging, to better organization, all of these things run in conflict with too many people's gravy trains. And so they won't occur. There's, there's just too much money to be made. How much can I say about my own situation contractually? I mean, let me tell you this. We, we just had the best quarter in the history of our show. And I know people, I can't believe he endorsed DeSantis. They're panicked. No, no need to, it's, by the way, it's, it's not because I endorsed DeSantis that we had the best quarter ever in our show. Um, we had the best quarter ever in our show because it's, I think, a good show, actually. If we just concentrate on doing good content and if you want to watch or listen, great. If you don't, then, you know, we'll find something else to do with the rest of our lives. When, and, and we're, I guess, you know, I would probably say we're what I would call a second tier show, maybe, you know, somewhere in the, depending on which day you look. Tell me if you guys think this is fair, top 15, top, anywhere from the top 15, 30 show on the right in the country. I think that's fair. Is yeah. that a fair assessment yep. of where we're at? For sure. Okay. All right. So imagine given the, uh, and you guys know what we build because I share all this stuff with you, you know? So um, imagine what like a top tier show builds. Probably add another zero to that, I would imagine. And right now, a lot of people are convinced they can't tell you the truth because you can't handle it. And those those numbers won't continue if we do. There's a lot of people that know Trump is not going to win next year. They're well aware of this. They just don't think they can tell you this. So they don't. So a lot of what we do instead is a is feedback loop. You know, we're back to the whole steak cheese its argument. So the day before we got our we got our faces caved in yesterday. Did you guys see the New York Times Santa College poll that said Trump was going to beat Biden in all the swing states? Yeah. And then the next day we play a game and we get our asses kicked again. How many more times are we going to do this? Well, I don't know. I, I, it's a it's a feedback loop. A lot of our people want to be fed porn. And so they are fed political porn. They're titillated. Um, they, they reach a point of satisfaction. But when the moment for real intimacy, when, when it's time to truly now begin procreating the next generation is at hand, all out of bullets, man, and, and just spent, nothing there. 
So since the polls tell us things are great, no need to work, no need to strive. Polls just tell us, hey, all the same networks that lie to us about literally everything, literally everything, produce us polls that put a, that, that anesthetize us, that that um, uh, that put us down, put us to sleep. So we're all convinced, really, that America and at large, writ large, is just anxious to lay down a red carpet and welcome Trump back like it's MacArthur returning to the Philippines. And it's just not true. I mean, I, what happened in Kentucky last night, Aaron just laid that out in his montage perfectly with that dichotomy. Do you know that in, in presidential elections this century, Democrats have averaged 38.2 percent of the vote in Kentucky? so far this century in presidential elections, 38.2%. So someone came up with the bright idea. Here's what, dude, here's what we'll do. Let's go get a guy who is essentially the progeny of the two most unpopular boomer Republicans in America, Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump. And let's run that guy. I got to tell you, I knocked me over with a feather, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked that that did not work. I, you know, I spoke at this Michigan GOP event two weeks ago, and I told you guys this, and I, I listened to the politicians who spoke ahead of me, and the biggest applause line was one of them said, there's only two genders. And I got up and I said, folks, do you know how much ground we have lost if, those are the, if that's our applause line now, there's only two genders? Well, here's, here's another depressing thought. Do you know how screwed we are when we held Mississippi is the W? That's the W. Like Mississippi should have been called right when the polls closed. And now we're just counting the last few votes in key, you know, Virginia legislative races. But no, no, we had to hold on to win vaunted swing state known as Mississippi. I'm going to propose something, man. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. And I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, nor have I saved a bunch of money on my car insurance from Geico recently. But I'm going to throw something out there. Man, it's going to be wacko. It's going to be silly. Some of you might even say that's just that's just unachievable, Steve. How, how dare you even verbalize such a thing? But I'm so desperate. I'm reaching deep into the bowels of my cranial cavity for this one. I'm going to yank, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull hard, pull deep and just yank it out. What's in the back there of the recesses of my furrowed brow and mediocre brain. And I'm, and I'm going to throw this out there and then just consider it for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, no, it's too crazy. I shouldn't. It's too crazy. It's too crazy. You know what? These are crazy times. So I'll, I'll give it a shot. Let's throw it out there. Ready? Your butts. Okay. This is the best I got. You know, I, 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 went, I ran all the Pythagorean theorems. I ran all the algorithms. Um, I did all the whiteboard, man, you know, and I've, I've been to Uranus and back. This is what I've got, okay? I'm going to suggest, now, now stay with me here, stay with me here. I'm going to suggest here that we go find people like Ron DeSantis and Kim Reynolds who have won elections 
by campaigning from and governing effectively from the right in the current environment. That's what I got. That's, that's the best I got right there, is I'm gonna suggest we actually just put the people who are successful up for office and run them. You know, it's a little bit like I'm in James Kahn's office and the artists and the and, and elf look at me and say, let's just go get the best children's author we can. Let's go get Miles. Okay, brilliant. No one thought of this. But that's, that's what I got for you. What I'm gonna suggest is we go get people who by proof of concept have proven to be successful. That's the, that got that pulse. Look at the votes, morons. Look at the votes. No one has ever won a Lombardi trophy because they were favored by the most point spreads, but because they won the damn game. You play to win the game. You have to win the game. So I'm, I'm, I don't know what else to do. I'm not sure what else to do. I don't know what else to suggest. So I'm just going to throw this out there and let you guys just, you know, chew on it for a while. Let's go get winners. And like people who won like in the now, who know how to win in the now, and let's go with them. And that's all I got, guys. That's all I got. Maybe, you know, my, my that's the best I can do. Too much salt water coming off the Atlantic here right outside my hotel window here in Miami Beach. That's the best I've got. I can't contemplate anything more. But with everybody's futures on the line, you know, my, my assistant Todd, I give a good living to, can't afford to move into, a, move into another damn house. My daughter, who makes a good living for a 21-year-old and has no student loan debt, can't afford a used car unless it's five years old. I saw Ken Cuccinelli working out this morning. He's telling me his kids moving back home, they can't afford it. I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm going to suggest, man, we just go hire winners. And hire winners, people who win, and then try to win because we hired winners who win and they win the right way. They don't just win for winning's sake, okay? You know, they, they win doing the stuff we want and, and then they, they win and then they do the stuff we want and then they win again and then they keep doing the stuff we want. And that's. That, that's my master plan this morning or afternoon on the East Coast. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Is he still talking, Todd? <laughs> I stopped listening after it was apparent he didn't bring any memes with him. <laughs> I, maybe 20 years ago, somebody, somebody tweeted at me last night, 45 years old. They've only had, what, two or three Republican governors in Kentucky in their lifetime, and they were all one-term governors. 20 years ago, maybe you can explain that away. In the year 2023, there's absolutely no excuse for having a communist Democrat governor of the state of the Commonwealth of, of Kentucky, much less a two-term communist Democrat in the state of Kentucky, who sicked the police, who sicked the residents of Kentucky on their fellow residents during COVID to report their license plate numbers if they turned up to church services during lockdowns. 
That guy was just reelected. There's no excuse for this. Winning is possible. We have prime examples of it in our state in Iowa and in Florida, which was a purple state for my entire life up until about five minutes ago, and now it's deep red. Winning is possible. Losing is a choice. But with losing comes great memes. With losing comes a gravy train of clicks and views. So that's the choice before us. And increasingly, it, there is no good spin for last night. I haven't seen a single good spin. Have you? I haven't. I haven't seen a good spin for what happened last night at all. But the choice is out there. The alternative is out there. We know it. You know it. Everybody listening knows it. So what are we doing here? That's the question that I keep asking myself. That's the question that I keep asking out into the ether, it seems like. What are we doing here? Do we We're exist? saving America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're saving America. I'm reliably, con- I'm reliably informed. That's what we're doing cool. here. Cool. Well, it's worse than all that. Great. Because <laughs> it just is. I, because, I'm listening. What Steve and Aaron rightly highlight are the v- very highly visible captain seat elections. And and I think uh, Steve nailed it. We're talking about governor. We're talking about Senate, things like that. But let's that, not all elections are quite alike. Now, now let's go over to Virginia. They, in the face of a, tran, a, a, a tranny raping a girl in school and the father having to get arrested for it, uh, and Glenn L- Youngkin smartly triangulated that energy and got an office but glenn youngkin isn't radical right-wing christian conservative yeah and in that state they return the legislature to the democrats how about the school district here in iowa school all of the uh big suburban school districts uh, surrounding des moines uh and there are a lot of moms for liberty candidates we want to talk about winners hey they've taken a lot of ground They've won a lot. They didn't win this time. Most of the school board endorsed candidates, school uh, the um, the school union endorsed candidates, won most of the school board elections here in Iowa when we just got done taking a lot of ground in the last two legislative sessions. So it is worse than all that. It is much worse. We simply can't be bothered. Our team sucks. We have no heart. We are men without chests. It's always somebody else's job. I don't want to be called names. We are in big, big trouble, and no election will save us. You all want to hear a portrait of the Republican Party This played out this week? The Republican Party is just directionless. There's no vision. There's no leadership. Those who try to attempt some form of leadership and vision are scorned and mocked and ridiculed. It's just, a, it's just a hodgepodge of various people who are just, eh, I don't really like the left or I hate the left. It's just a hodge. There's a perfect story about that that came out of Texas. I can't remember the city of Texas. Is about uh, in, in Texas, about 40 miles south of Fort Worth. There's a man 
I believe his name was Brad Benson, running for city council in this Texas city. Deeply involved in his community, business owner. His tagline was conservative, Texan, no BS. Conservative, that means something. Texan, don't mess with Texas, that means something. No BS, that means something. On his campaign website, he waxes poetic about he, uh, how he is uh, deeply conservative and has been conservative his entire life. Also, he's uh, out and proud gay. Uh, he is, and his partner are deeply conservative. And he was arrested for kitty porn on Monday right before the election. Oh, my gosh. Conservative. Texan. Oh no BS. Conservative. What does that mean? Nothing. Texan. What does that mean? Nothing. No Nothing. BS. What does that mean? Oh, that Nothing. means the Republican Party, actually, because that's what it's been my entire life. We do have the dopest memes, though. That part's true. We got the dopest memes. The left can't meme either. I mean, they can utterly uh, annihilate us everywhere that it actually matters. But they, that's true that they can't meme. They're, that's true. Can you guys believe Ron DeSantis's boots? We'll take a break. I've got to clean up. I've been cutting myself. I don't want to make sure I don't bleed out. This buy seller hold is usually fun. So we'll get to that when we return. Well, you saw another example of tonight. That, frankly, if it, if it doesn't involve funneling money to some major national fundraising mechanism, the pro-life movement just has no plan. No, I, no agenda, no, no plan. Um, just, you know, for 50 years, chased a goal of overturning Roe versus Wade, accomplished said goal, and then had no plan for what to do after said goal was accomplished. And you saw that play out again in Ohio last night. Thankfully, if you're serious about preserving life and saving babies, there is a place where you can go where they did have a plan because they were already working this plan before Roe. They already understood that ultimately, with or without Roe, but especially now without Roe, that we're really dealing with what, what amounts to, from a spiritual standpoint, hand-to-hand -hand combat. And that's why they confront moms in crisis, considering killing their children, making that tragic decision. They confront them with that ultrasound so that that mom's conscience is convicted. And about 80% of the time it works and she doesn't go through with killing her kid. But they, they know, though, that that is still a mom in crisis. It's likely that she's not in a healthy, secure, and meaningful relationship. That's why she was considering an abortion in the first place. So yeah, she needs help. The mom needs love, too. Not just confrontation, but she needs nurturing as well. So they offer pre, postnatal care, even counseling, all of that free of charge as well, provided there are enough tax-deductible donations from people like us. Did you know it's just $28 for an ultrasound? Would you spend 28 bucks on 80% odds it would save a life? I know a lot of you would do that, and a lot of you already have, and we thank you for that. So uh, please add your name uh, to, that, to, to that ledger as well. Go to preborn.com slash Steve. That's preborn.com slash Steve. Uh, preborn.com slash Steve. 
All right, let's play our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold. This is where you and the audience, you take over what we will be discussing for the next hour and even into the overtime today. We'll get to as many of these as we can, and then what we can't get to, we'll get to in today's overtime at blazetv.com slash days. You are not permitted to actually hold because that would be a violation of the dude code. In light of last night's events, I, I have nothing cheeky for you if you choose a hold. I, I just don't have the energy for it. So you know, if, if you want to hold, in, in fact, maybe what Todd and I should just do is just to show true solidarity with today's Republican Party, just hold every one of them, hold them all. But let's go ahead. Aaron. We will begin with this from a Florida man. Steve will be removed from the spin room during the Miami debate for walking around, shaking his head, mumbling to himself. It's supposed to be Christmas. <laughs> I needed something lighthearted to start us off after the opening to the show we just had in the last 12 hours I've had. Um, there are reasons I'll be thrown out of that spin room, but it won't be that. I can promise you that. Yeah, it won't be for that, so I'll sell. But I, I did like your I did like your idea. Nailed it. Sell. Yep. Dump McConnell says the election will be canceled due to World War Three by emergency powers. That's been the plan all along. Well, I'm going to buy not on the specificity of World War Three. You you don't don't tie yourself to one thing on this. But this is exactly the kind of chaos. Ultimately, canceling elections generally, they have all kinds of reasons and possibilities how that might happen. So don't bank on necessarily World War Three, but canceling an election. Oh, that's a common. I'm going to buy because I would just be comforted by a plan. <laughs> I, just, any plan. I, I, any plan. At this point, any plan, you know, I, I'd be comforted by a plan. And as opposed to the rando acts of uh, meme crafting and click acquiring and talking point generating and feedback loop political porn peddling uh, that we are currently doing, I'm going to buy just because at this point, I'll take a plan, any plan. Mr. Excuse Me has this. With Kim Reynolds' early endorsement, it's almost a given she'll be DeSantis's vice president pick. Sell. Why are you selling? Uh, because I think there's uh, reasons why. It, well, again, I have no inside information, so maybe this is a fait accompli. All I'm saying, based on what I can observe, knowing her uh, a little bit, uh, I, I, I think there are reasons uh, good reasons, understandable reasons why she wouldn't take it or even uh, want it. Now, again, if I, I'd be an, it would be an amazing pick, uh, but I, I don't think it is a fait accompli. I'm reminded of what Mike Huckabee once told me when uh, he was being vetted by the McCain campaign as a potential VP candidate. And uh, I've never forgotten this. It's a pretty good summation of the office. Vice president is the job nobody wants, and yet nobody can say no to, all right? So I think that's a, a pretty good summation. I, I have said from the beginning that um, that I, I, I thought Kim would be on a short list of VP uh, nominees for either Trump or DeSantis. Now, when I said that at the beginning, I was not anticipating that she would actually endorse in this race. Um, you know, there's a part of me, you know, remember Mike Pence endorsed Ted Cruz, kinda. And uh, and ended up being Trump's running mate. 
So there's a part of me that that thinks you actually get more out of Trump by not slobbering over him and having leverage than the opposite. So I'm going to I'm going to sustain that original prediction. I do think at the very least she'll be in a list of finalists for whoever the ultimate nominee is to be a running mate. I, I don't think it's a fait accompli. It's way too early for that. But I I I do think the chemistry that they have. I mean, I, I saw it again even privately last night. There is a there is a certain it, it, it's like they've been on t- a team for a long time. Um, it, it, they complement each other very very well, and uh, um, she would be. I think if Ron were to be the nominee, I think she would be the and rightfully so the betting favorite to be his pick for vice president. It may not be what she wants to do at this stage of her life, but just like she said, hey, you know, I'm going to get off the sidelines here and endorse 70 days out because I think it's just that important when, you know, the the, the, the conventional wisdom is to not do this with my political capital, but I'm going to do it anyway because I think it, I think the principle matters more. I think those are the exact. That's the exact same kind of reasoning that I think if Ron DeSantis were the party nominee next spring or summer and asked her to be the running mate, that she would say yes. There's one more thing I want to add to it. I don't know if this person exists who could bridge this gap, but I think there's a. Let Let's say DeSantis wins. I think there's a very, very real concern of, about you know how many Trump vo- voters will just say "screw you," I'm not voting for that guy, I'm staying home. I mean, they say right. that they say that out loud now. How big is that constituency? I don't know. Which then begs the question: Is there a person out? There? Obviously, Kim Reynolds doesn't heal that divide. Does somebody like no. I, does Christy Nome? No. I'm asking forever. I, I don't. No, your, no, your, your, lament, your lament is right on the money, my friend. But you're, but there's no solution to it. No. Yeah, there may not be. I, and I, I, you, you saw this last night. Okay, what what you saw last night is that there is a percentage of our people that will not vote if Trump is not on the ballot. What you saw last night is there is a percentage of our people that will not vote if they think Trump is on the ballot. So your lament is true. This is this is why, by the way, it is more important than ever uh, for for to me. This is why it is more important than ever for us to nominate a candidate that has broader appeal, um, because this is going to occur no matter what. Now, I think when we get to game day, you know, like right now, you know, 25 percent of people in polls, if you believe them, say that they'll they're only going to vote for Trump. Twenty five percent in polls, if you believe them, say they will never vote for Trump. OK, when we get to game day, that number's not going to be that high on it either have side. To be. It doesn't have it to doesn't be. have to be. That's where I was going next. It does not have to be, especially Bobby Kennedy sitting there. OK, so um, this is, again, why it is vitally important to nominate someone who has uh, the ability to acquire a broader base of support. Um, and, and that's the reality of the world in which we are living in. People ask me, who's to, who's to blame for this? Trump? Yeah. Who's to blame for this? McConnell? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what we have here is, a, is an unsustainable coalition. And 
I've, in my career, I have gone, I started out railing against McConnell for saying you cannot win without your base. You cannot keep abandoning your base and nominating McCain types and, and, and win. You can't. Well, now we've gone so far the other way. We cannot win with just the uh, even a sliver, not even with our base, but like uh, just the same sliver of our base over and over and over again. We cannot do that. That will not win. We have to be able to appeal. First, you have to you have to unite the base and then you need to craft a message that has broad appeal. So when I said earlier, let's look at candidates like DeSantis and Reynolds who have shown they know how to win in this environment. What did they do? What did they do? Because Kim's predecessor, his her boss, her previous boss, he won a lot of elections, too. But his endorsement would have killed you in the Iowa caucuses. Now, her endorsement this week actually kicked the Iowa caucuses off. Don't you guys feel like the, the process has actually really begun now when it was kind of just dormant for the last six months? Like someone turned a light on in the room. It's getting tons of, me of local media coverage. There's been more coverage of the Iowa caucuses in the local media in the last 36 hours than there was in the previous 36 weeks. Fair? Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole process now has officially begun to, for people. All right. So, so that shows you she's got great cachet with the base. Why? Because she governed from the right. She did things the base wanted. She unified the base. Now, there is still tension between grassroots conservatives and governing class conservatives in our state, but there is also more peace between those two classes than there's ever been in the years that I've been involved here. So she bridged that divide, and now she has the, that gives her the freedom now to go out and broaden the base to win. And that's how you win by 18 points if you're her, or you win by 20 points if you're DeSantis. You win just like in the NFL. You build a team from the inside out, okay? Same thing here. You have to unify your base. That's not done here in this era. Trump is incapable of it, but the McConnell wing doesn't want to do it. It would rather lose elections than have a unified, um, activated base that might then throw them out. All right. And so this is we're stuck between these two things. And the only way out is to, if, if you do the math, the only way out is to find is to find people who have shown they are able to brought to unify the, as much of the base as possible and then broaden that appeal to the electorate. This town needs an enema. This brand is irrevocably damaged. It's just irrevocably damaged. And and this is what happens when you start losing games, you have no business losing. Guys, I grew up a Detroit Lions fan. I know a lot about losing, okay? And losing is a disease, Roy Hobbs. It is. Losing is a disease in this party right now. And, 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 and we're caught between two groups of people, one group of people, and they're both okay losing, but for different reasons. One group of, one, one group of leaders are fine losing because they'd rather hold on to control of the party than, than lose and lose to Democrats than lose to people like you watching me right now. The other side are so financially invested in Trump as a brand that it is frankly better for them to look for him to to maintain control and lose for different craven reasons. They don't hate you. They just like their own livelihoods. So we're caught between people who hate us and people who are ruled and governed by mammon. That's why I said earlier. All the things that, that need to take place get in the way of somebody's bottom line. We need to greatly strengthen the statewide chapters of our, of our life organizations. But understand that doing that decentralizes power from the national pro-life groups who are, that our own Gaston Mooney, when he worked on Capitol Hill for Jim DeMint, he coined the phrase big baby. The amount of money these groups have made 
And they're going to look at last night in Ohio and say, see, that's exactly why this we need a national abortion ban. Dude, I'm for almost I'm for any abortion ban. But you're never going to get squeamish Republicans to go with a national ban if you couldn't defend freaking Ohio. But you know what? You can raise a crap ton of money off of a poop ton of money off of. Grandma, God-fearing grandmothers on their way out the door, they'll give you the last 30 bucks out of their Social Security check over and over and over again to save the babies for a national abortion ban that won't happen. But there will, what will happen are more nights like Ohio. Because what it will take to win gets in the way of somebody's meal ticket everywhere you turn. Everywhere you turn. This is an industry. It's not a movement. We, you know, I was sitting next to Casey DeSantis at dinner last night, and I'll say this without telling you specifics. She talked my ear off, man. She had some things to say, but I'll just leave it at that. One of the things I said to her, I'll share with you, and you've heard me say it on because you've heard me say on the show many times over the years. Democrats run for office to do something. Republicans run for office to be somebody. Well, Ron was sitting at another table across the room. He gets up to speak, has no, the room's loud, it's packed, has no idea what I just said to his wife. He gets up to speak, guys. Within five minutes, he gets up and he looks and he says, I could have waited till 28 and saved my political capital. Why didn't I do that? Because the country's dying right now. I'm not running to do something. I'm not running to be somebody. I'm running to do something. Casey shot me a look like, are you kidding me? He literally said the same thing. I just said to her. But that's what most of this is about, saving our position, saving our industry. That's what saving our access. It's not about saving America. Or if it is, it's it's down the list or the saving America must be funneled through those things. That's why we're incapable of concocting the strategies it will take to reverse this trend. There's too much mammon to be made by maintaining the current trend. And that's the reality of where we are at right now. And, and, and that's, that's why we have to break this trend. I don't like losing money. I, you, guys like, you guys know me pretty well. How much do I like losing? Am I a big fan of it? I, do I take losing well based on the Steve days you guys have spent three seconds with? How's he, how's he do with losing, guys? He good with it? He's, does he like it? Really enjoy it, in fact. Does he like it? Poorly. No, no I fucking hate it, man. I can't stand it, actually. More than, I hate it more than anything in the world. I hate losing. Can't handle losing on any level, man. Made the kids cry when next next time Amazon asked her about when she was reduced to tears playing wiffle ball against me in the backyard. Home run over home. Over, I hit it over the fence every time. Made her get the ball every time. I never let her win. Nothing. Nothing. Because I hate to lose. That's but but sometimes people in this business define winning differently. And so winning is I've got a massive corporation and a massive platform I've got to maintain. You know, and I'd like to think that if I was in these situations, I would be thinking differently. I don't know that. By, the, by God's grace, I'm in the perfect scenario. I make just enough money that I can pay the two of you guys a real salary, and I can live pretty good, and my family's not worried about things, and my kids need help, I can help them out. But I'm not, like, making millions of dollars either where I'm constantly afraid that it's going to get taken away from me. So I've got, I make, like, an, an ideal amount. I've got freedom. But one, but I'm not in bondage to either poverty or prosperity. I, I don't know what I'd be doing if I had if I ran a massive 
platform that and, and had all, you know, or if I had a top five show and I had this massive staff of people and we're constantly daily looking at the clicks and the returns and is, is that going to be somebody's college fund or somebody's health care if I say this or do that I don't know man I don't know I'm, 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 I'm blessed to not have to worry about those things all right but but that's we're, we're that's the stumbling block we will not do the things that need to be done because somewhere every turn you go it's in the way of somebody's meal ticket more buy, seller hold next. Thanks for that with you live and on demand on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Steve Dace here with Todders and Aaron McIntyre. All of you, Aaron and Todd, are back there in Des Moines. I'm here in Miami. I'll be a part of the uh, uh, the debate team for the DeSantis campaign tonight. I'll be in the in the spin room after the debate for the DeSantis campaign tonight. So looking forward to, to doing that. Had a chance to do that with the Cruz campaign. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, that, that's, you know, uh, that's me and my element uh, is uh, getting to do that. So uh, looking forward to that here this evening. Uh, let us know what you think about what we think. You can do so via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email the program, steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then also, if you're a podcast listener, thank you so much. Please, if you haven't yet done this, leave us a five-star review if you like the show, of course. Um, And then uh, make sure to hit subscribe or in the case of iTunes, follow. That way, every time we do a new episode, it shows up in your feed every single time. And again, we thank all of you that have done those things for us already. Also thank our friends over at Fume. They understand that even though we're heading towards Thanksgiving, cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our friends over at Fume. Uh, They understand that not everything in a bad habit is bad. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is therefore an innovative, award-nominated device that does exactly that. And instead of electronics, it's completely natural. And instead of vapor, it uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, it uses all natural, delicious flavors. It also comes with an adjustable airflow dial, and it's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, which also give your fingers a lot to do, and that's helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. So if stopping is something you've been putting off because it's hard, switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. That's why they've served over 100,000 customers with thousands of success stories. If you want to try to be the next, head to tryfume.com, F-U-M. F-U-M as in mom, tryfume.com and use the code Steve to save 10% off their journey pack today. That's tryfume and use code Steve, tryfume.com, code Steve for 10% off your order. Again, tryfume.com, code Steve for 10% off. All right, let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. Next, we go to Tyler Motes. The Southern Baptist Convention will either make large changes in leadership or be a shell of its former self within five years. Bye. I think the Southern Baptist, I was on, or I was on Jenna Ellis's show on the on AFR American Family Radio this morning, and I talked about this. The, the, the Southern Baptist Convention has kind of become a metaphor for what we're talking about here. That, that has been the, most, the largest and, and most important and influential uh, evangelical denomination in the country. And it's essentially allowed itself to become a, uh, an, a Cheeto Jesus saves versus uh, uh, never, you know, orange man bad uh, battle. 
And I mean, there are people who get paid a lot of money in the Southern Baptist Convention to basically sell or, or think that they get to sell access to Trump anyway. And then on the other side, you have your Russell Moores, Beth Moores, who've been outed and allowed the, uh, the, the, the election of Donald Trump to uh, detach them and, and untether them from any remaining orthodoxy they had left, which makes you wonder if they ever had some to begin with, despite what we were previously hearing from them, particularly in Beth's case. And so the Southern Baptist Convention, you know, they have debates over doctrine, but a lot of those things, the fulcrum of those things, is your position on Donald Trump. And that's just... I'm not exactly sure what your position on a political figure does for sola scriptura, but what do I know? I actually believe in sola scriptura. So yeah, I, I think that that's emblematic of what's happening and what we've discussed in other places. So um, I do think without letting go of that idol one way or the other um, and returning to sola scriptura, that, that it, you're, we're heading towards what you're describing. So I'll buy. Who am I to get in the way of that? Next, Adrian Slade says Trump will tap Christy Noem as the VP pick before the Iowa caucuses happen. Uh, I, I'm just selling from now on. Anytime you ask me what Trump's going to do in the future, got to go back to my previous position. I have no earthly idea. I'll just sell. I, I don't know. And, and, and I don't and I because I, I also don't think that he does. I don't think there's ever a plan. Um, and so I just sell. I don't know. I'm going to buy again, again, based on my thinking earlier on, if if there does, if especially if Trump starts voicing that he's the gal, she's the gal at some point, and if it is viewed as somehow, in some way, that the reality of the moment dictates that a winning Ron DeSantis can somehow heal the breach. Again, I think Steve's instincts are almost certainly correct, that probably not. But in the moment, if the case is somehow can be made, I think there's some reasonable to this. And, and the fact that you're bringing up after I mentioned it only seems to second that. Bye. Can I, can I add to this? Yeah. Tactically, it's too late for this. I mean, the, the, the Christy Noem doesn't have an Iowa constituency to begin with. But, um, I mean, the, the idea that she would somehow um, uh, trump, pardon the pun, um, the standing of our, our, as a woman, as a, as a conservative woman of our current Republican female governor, it's just a, a ridiculous notion, which may in, increase the odds that it will occur. But uh, tactically, that would do nothing. I mean, I just, it wouldn't change anything in Iowa. Nobody cares what Christy Noem thinks literally about anything. So, Next up, we go for some conversational whiplash to Sean Griffiths, Mount, Mount Rushmore of overrated rock bands. Pearl Jam, Rolling Stones, Rush, and Bruce Springsteen. I'll sell that. That's no. I mean, I, I would like to know the justification for any of those bands being considered overrated in some context. I mean, I'd, I'd want to know the, I'd want to know his context for that. I mean, you're talking about Pearl Jam. I mean, basically, they're on the Mount Rushmore. If, if I could use a biblical analogy, if Nirvana is the Moses of grunge, Pearl Jam was the Joshua. Okay. I mean, so, you know, they, they were on the cutting edge of something that that you rarely get a chance to do as any form of content creator, whether it's artistic or uh, informational, like what we do. And, and that is to be at the vanguard of a movement, you know, of an evolution. I mean, they were a part of that. And so I don't, I don't know how it's possible 
to be called overrated to do one of the greatest albums anybody would recognize as one of the great albums of a decade. Ah, that band's overrated. Well, they had one of the greatest albums of a decade. That's a long time. So I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I, you guys all know what I think about the Rolling Stones now. They're 90 and it's, it's just time to go ahead and play the shuffleboard and drink the country time. But I mean, in terms of song catalogs, you could argue it's the greatest song catalog in the history of popular music. If for no other reason, then, you know, they continued on after the Beatles broke up in 1970. So um, I don't get that one at all. Um, in fact, I think there's a better argument. They're the greatest band of all time than they're overrated. I'm not sure how it's possible for Rush to be overrated because they're kind of a cult favorite anyway. So I'm not sure how the cult favorite gets overrated. That doesn't make really any sense to me. And in Bruce Springsteen, you're talking about what top five all time most popular traveling um, concert musicians uh, and rock musicians in American history. Again, I don't, I just don't understand how any of those names are on an overrated list. I don't. And so I'd, I'd want to know well, further the rationale is. So I'm selling on, on its face. Is, isn't, the, isn't Sean the guy like last week posted a montage of us, being, us disagreeing with his lists? So I think he's just leaning into it now. <laughs> is he okay? Yeah, All right. I think so. And if, if you're just yanking my chain, I completely respect it. You bet. Yeah. Pablo Lim is next with this. The fact that so many American patriots own guns, while it may have kept the tyrants at bay for a while, it's also now giving patriots a false sense of security and keeping them from organizing. Sell. I. Why are you, why are you selling? I don't. I don't really think it's a false sense of security. I. I, I think it's, you know, th like the Second Amendment was always like part of a larger tapestry of a moral and, you know, a moral and religious people and no other thing. You know, I, I, I just think there's a lot of gun owners who will, you know, act like that is sacred scripture, the Second Amendment. And then all the other parts that came with the very ethos that formed that Second Amendment, they're like, yeah. Whatevs. I don't have to show up. I'm just doing me. You know, th I, that's what I think it is. Hmm. Um, I'll sell. I don't think it's a terrible take at all. I don't. But um, I, I think we're in this case, we're dealing more with um, symptom than disease. All right, moving on. We go to Uncontexted 2 Electric Boogaloo with this. A nefarious carol should be made into a Rankin-Bass Christmas special. <laughs> For those of you listening on the podcast, this is why you need a subscription to Blaze TV. That, that is, is horrifying. Yes. That is incredible. It's horrifying, yes, but it is absolutely incredible. Okay? I mean, I'm just... First of all, I'm extremely flattered to have composed something that someone would find worthy of this level of, of satirical um, homage. So thank you. That I mean it sincerely. I mean, from the from the bottom of my cold, dead heart, I can't thank you enough for that. I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm flattered, really. It's awesome. Uh, but it's just kind of a great idea. Come to think of it, man. I mean, a Rankin Bass. Nefarious Carol, that would be something. 
I mean, you're talking about marrying two of my favorite things this time of year, Rankin Bass specials and me. <laughs> Sell. <laughs> two of your favorite things during Christmas season are Rankin Bass specials and Steve Dace. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Let's not forget the reason for the season, folks. Rankin no, Bass and no, Steve no, Dace. No, no, I'm trolling you guys. I'm, now I'm trolling you guys. Next, we go to Jeff Gibson. After tonight's debate in the support of Kim Reynolds, DeSantis will be within five points of Trump in the next, let's say, Iowa poll. Don't I, sell because I, you're talking about polls. You're talking so, about psyops. Yes. I mean, this last Des Moines Register poll admitted that in terms of total support, meaning who is who who has the most um, support as a first or second choice? Ron DeSantis had the exact same amount of total support as Donald Trump. And yet its top line result was DeSantis losing by 25 points. I, I think you guys don't want to accept what's going on here. I really just don't. And I and I understand it. You know, I we just went through this with covid and I and I was doubting myself at times. I mean, we we had these conversations internally. I I would spend hours on the phone with our management here at the Blaze, walking them through the data. Hey, question me. What am I missing? You know, because I don't want to think some guy sitting in his maize and blue man cave in Des Moines, Iowa, has has just hacked some you know some global conspiracy that's threatening to end our way of life, and you know from sea to shining sea. It, it, there, it can't be that simple. There must be something else here. I'm missing. So walk me through this. And I, I get it. I, I, I understand not wanting to believe. Okay. I get it. Understand these aren't polls. They are psyops. The New York times poll that you saw two days ago, right before they kicked our rear ends in the election again, it's, that was a psyop produced to get rid of Joe Biden. Okay. So I, I think you guys need to consider that there's a real possibility that the date, I mean, I, I went through this a decade ago with Vanderplatz. The Des Moines Register put out a poll that had him losing by 28 points the Sunday before the primary. 48 hours, he nearly won the damn primary. I think you should consider that they're going to run a bunch of polls showing Kim Reynolds, despite winning Iowa by 18 points, endorsing Ron DeSantis and campaign, campaigning for him for 70 days, had absolutely no impact. And in fact, it was negative. I, I just think you should prepare yourselves for this and and, and understand that, that you need to disabuse yourself of the notion. Every, every one of these polls telling you that Trump's going to win, none of them will be telling you this this time, this next fall, if he's the nominee. None of them will be. And so you need to you just need to disabuse yourself of the notion that these these corporate media entities are completely given over to the spirit of the age, but somehow the polling department is hermetically sealed off from that contagion. It's not true. It's not. And so I think as just you have to divorce yourself from it entirely and play the game. Not don't don't play, don't don't just obsess over the point spread. Oh, we're going to lose. We're an underdog. Oh, I, the line moved against us this weekend. I guess we're going to lose. Play the game. Play the actual game. And at least it spreads. That's legitimate. Like, people are putting real money down. And so that's a legitimate market. This is not even that. It's not. This is a complete driver of narratives, 
a complete driver of narratives. And I just think a lot of you are going to have to come to grips with that. And you're going to have to get by with not knowing where things are going until we actually play the game. I mean, do do you know who's going to win the Michigan Penn State game on Saturday? I I don't know. You know when I'll know? About 3.30 Eastern on Saturday. That's when I'm going to know because that's when the game will be over. We would have watched it and we would have seen for ourselves who won the game. And I just think we're going to have to get used to that. Next up, we go to Matt's collection, who says the Christmas season starts the moment we see Santa in the Macy's Thanksgiving parade and not a moment before. Better. <laughs> Better. I, I got to tell you, I've never been more resolved that it's Christmas time right now than I am right now. I, we need a little Christmas, man. In fact, we need a lot. Okay. So sell. And I say that as somebody on my very first trip to New York City. I made sure to go visit Macy's department store on 34th Street. It was early November. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, it was early November. And they already had all the Christmas stuff out, including Santa's Village. So how you like them apples? Macy's doesn't even agree with your standard, bro. There's, right? there's a lot of stuff out in November in New York. A lot of stuff. And including the Christmas stuff. So Merry Christmas. I, no way, man. I mean... The last thing we need to be doing is limiting things that bring real joy to people's lives at this stage. So bring on the Christmas all the way. Yes. Next up, Bama conservative says Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire will endorse his favorite candidate the week before or of the Iowa caucus. I have, I have no idea. I, I don't like Sununu as a a linchpin of anything. Maybe I'd care if I lived in another... I mean, Iowa. DeSantis has to win Iowa. If if, if he doesn't win Iowa, I've said already, I think he should say, I, I tried, people. It's time to go on. I'm not even thinking about New Hampshire. Now, he did say... Sununu did say the other day that when if and when he endorses, he'll put the full weight of his campaign apparatus behind said candidate. So that's similar to what you're seeing with Kim right now. I agree with Todd, not my style of Republican. In fact, all the reasons that um, that uh, he doesn't want Trump to be the nominee are the few reasons why I'd be totally OK with it. You know, so straight up in a primary, I'd vote for Trump over Chris Sununu. So um, but this is the era in which we live. Politics is always made for strange bedfellows. So, you know, Ron DeSantis and Chris Sununu go together about as well as Lindsey Graham and Donald Trump do. That's just, you know. Politicians do weird things for weird reasons and agendas that sometimes a lot of and a lot of times it's the it's the right thing for the wrong reasons and the wrong thing for the right ones. So I, I don't know, you know, um, when he'll endorse. I don't have a clue. Um, if if I had to guess, though, I'm going to sell in that it will be very shortly after the Iowa caucuses. He will want to want to see who comes out of Iowa as the clear alternative to Trump and then um, lay his marker down thusly. All right. Next, we go to Benjamin Carrier. The number of Ohio pastors that told their congregations to go and vote against issue one this past Sunday was under five. Uh, It's got to be a lot higher than that. I mean, it's got to be five is not many. And Ohio is a pretty big state, guys. Okay, so, you know, I mean, I, I listen, man, I could get with the best of you right now. 
Okay. But there were more than five. A 50. lot more than five. 50. I'd still say it's more than 50. Okay. Yeah. Eric, Todd, what do you think? I think it's more than five, but I think the number is probably less uh, than those who care about SignalGate. There you go. I think that's very true. I think there's. I think you'll you're, you're going to find a lot more tweets from the state of Ohio about SignalGate this the last two weeks than about issue one. I think that's probably a guarantee. Yes. Next up, we go to Philip. Cross country is the best athlete, individual, and team, and spectator non mainstream sport. Says it's his overall favorite. Uh, nothing beats the pure joy of a personal record or top ten medal for an unexpecting child. Buy, sell, or hold. Cross country is underrated. Oh well. That's that's an easy buy. I mean, I everybody's got their own cup of tea, but uh, cu- cross country is very, very underrated, and a lot of people just, you know, the the number of people I I, I hate running are that sounds too hard kind of thing. To quote Tom Hanks, it's the hard that makes it great. So. Okay, you know, I mean. I, one reason it could be the most underrated sport is it's not that popular. Another could be that oh, it's, it's just hugely popular, more popular, but I'll buy. I'm in a, it's, it's, you know, it's the season of miracles. So I'll buy. <laughs> Spe- speaking of which our friends at Samaritan's per- or Samaritan's ministries, they know that a lot of you are thinking about paying your family's medical bills in 2024 and how to do so before making that final decision. Here's three reasons you should look at healthcare sharing with Samaritan. Uh, one, you're going to be a part of a Christian community. So when you when you have a medical need, fellow Samaritan members send money directly to you to help you pay your medical bills, and you'll do the same for them as well. Two, there are no networks which puts you in control of your family's health care. You know what's best for them, so you choose the doctors and hospitals that you go to and have a say in the treatments that are received. Three, you set your own start date. You can join today and start health care sharing with Samaritan Ministries right now, or Choose what month you'd like to start. It's all up to you. So whether it's a broken bone, even something as serious as cancer, joyful as a pregnancy, or other medical situations or emergencies, find comfort knowing you're connected to 80,000-plus Christian households across the nation who stand ready to care for one another spiritually and financially when needed the most. Go to SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash Steve Dace. Next up, we will go to Beaker Activated. The Big Ten schedules got it wrong. The following groups should be playing each other every season. He has the Big Ten West as USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. The Big Ten Midwest as Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska. The Big Ten North, Northwestern, Purdue, Illinois, Indiana, and Maryland. And the Big Ten East as Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and Rutgers. Sell. So, none of this should be happening at all. Of course it's wrong. It's all wrong. It's wrong from the beginning. You're missing the point entirely. They should not be in this conference. (laughs) And the guy on the other end of this should... Specifically for this reason. Yes, and the guy on the other end of this should be absolutely have a big smile on his face because you had to know that's exactly what I was going to say. If you thought I might say something else, good grief. The level of steely resolve that 
you are able to muster when talking about this, I'm just damned impressed with. All right, I am. Um, okay, yeah, I'll sell for the same reasons as Todd, or I, I just don't know how breaking things down into four deals with tiebreakers and everything else. I, I just, the whole thing seems pretty convoluted to me. So I'll sell. Next we go to Michael D. Thinking Christmas lasts for two months, dis- diminishes the importance and turns it into an idol. Steve, your thoughts. Michael, I bet, is a hit at parties. Like, I bet, man, Michael's texts are just blowing up constantly with, what you doing tonight, bro? I mean, people are like, it just, it doesn't seem like a gathering until Michael shows up, you know? And I, I just, I, you've turned your your particular desire of what's the appropriate time to celebrate Christmas You've turned it actually into an idol. If you're this serious about it, you have turned it into an idol. We're not even dealing, there's, the word Christmas isn't even in the scriptures anywhere. Okay? So, I mean, you've, you've actually turned it into an idol if you're this adamant about it. What, what is the point? You know, I, I understand Todd and I go back and forth and yank each other's chains and everything else because it's meaningless. Now you're talking about if you want a longer Christmas time, you've turned the birth of our Lord into an idol. I just, I can't, man. I'm sorry, I got to sell. I can't. Listen, I, I am doing a sell because idol, we use that term on the show all the time for very important and for very uh, specific reasons. So I won't use it willy-nilly. And in in no way does the the... The back and forth that we increasingly up the ante on this time of season, as Steve just said, he and I, in no way do I think he's being idolatrous about this. That is wrong. But I do believe with the first part about it. I, I do believe its importance is diminished by over-commercialization, which I think most of this pulling it deeper and deeper in the season is uh, is part of. And I the holiness is actually not for Steve, but I think it just kind of bleeds into a sort of shiny object that has nothing to do with the Lord. Next up, we go to Rambo's Carving Knife, who says <laughs> the proper punishment for Michigan in Signal Gate is to be forced, like the clockwork orange scene, to watch the Iowa Northwestern game on a black and white TV. I kind of like that as a punishment, just as a general rule, no matter who you're inflicting it upon. So, okay, I'll buy. And and North Korean commentators. Yeah. Todd, your thoughts? I, I'm okay with that. Sure. Seems vicious enough to me. Just, I'm okay with just making that, you know, we can punish Anthony Fauci that way. Sell. So, um, um, now, speaking of idols, hey, here we are. But not just it, not just Michigan. I'm selling on this. You know, obviously Ohio State is up to its eyeballs in this Rutgers because uh, their head coach is formerly part of that pro. Like, if Michigan goes, a lot of other people got to go, and I'd be fine with that. I'd have a big smile on my face for every reason other than the fact that it happens to be Steve's team, and I don't wish him ill on that front. But this is nonsense. This is soap operas for men on steroids. This is what I'm talking about. This isn't about. 
the, uh, the, all that stuff that Steve genuinely believed about masculine meritocracy in football that he talked about over a decade ago, null and void. It doesn't exist. This is just this this makes our politics these days actually look somehow sober minded it's all so dumb people so dumb we're grown men fighting over signals that's that's very well said also speaking of nolan boyd don't risk that happening to your portfolio we could be looking at more government spending more printing of money um make sure uh that you end that cycle of debasement of your productivity and uh, diversify into gold with our friends over at Birch Gold Group. When you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December the 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Cannot beat it. Uh, Just text Steve to 989-898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. All right, Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket and you'll still get the free gold bars as well. They're literally giving you gold, guys, for, get, for, for doing what is probably the responsible thing to do anyway, even without that incentive. So don't let your savings become victim of a further devaluation of the dollar by your current Let's Go Brandon government debasement scheme. Text Steve to 989-898. Receive the free info kit on gold. Claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. You want this offer, text Steve to 989-898. That's text Steve to 989-898. What's in the jars uh, underneath the TV behind you there? Oh, that's the one of the mini bars. Oh, man. So there's like a bunch of candied nuts and chocolate and nuts. And stuff like I wondered if it was candied nuts. I'm getting hungry. All right, I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> Is it smoked? (laughs) You know what we need right now? Daniel Horowitz. That's what we need. Coming next. It's a wine so rare that it sells out practically every time it's released. It's Bonner Private Wine, Sunai Elogico. Malbec. It's a never-before-imported gem from the Kalaki Valley in Argentina. That's a vineyard breathtaking nearly 9,000 feet of altitude, the third highest vineyard in the world. Why does that matter? Well, um, it's it means that uh, this wine comes highly rated at 91 points. There's no fining or filtration done when producing it, which preserves its true natural taste. It also boasts a staggering 10 times more resveratrol than your average red. If you want to know why you care about that you should just google that it's good stuff so bonner private wines they are the sole importer of this amazing malbec if you want to get a bottle but you can do so by joining their exclusive club at bonnerprivatewines.com slash steve to become a member of their partnership bonnerprivatewines.com slash steve this malbec always sells out fast though and if you visit bonnerprivatewines.com slash steve you'll also get other wines for over 50 percent off and free shipping over 50% off and free shipping at bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. Fitting cap to today's conversation, let's bring in the weekly prophet himself of woe and lamentation. And I have been lamenting an awful lot of woe so far in this show, Daniel, but the floor is now yours. 
What the hell happened how last about night? Them, how about them polls, Steve? Oh, we yes. Got, we got goals. some more polls for 2024. Yes. They're, I'm telling you, this time they're going to win. It's it's really going to happen. Trump's going to win 40 states. And it's it's all good. You know, I was thinking our leadership, I mean, if that's what you want to call that, losership, they're kind of like the Hamas guys in Qatar. You know, the guys with like five billion net worth and then all their people are getting crushed now in Gaza. And, you know, even some of the Hamas commanders are like, hey, whoa, you know, what just happened here? I mean, it's it's a good life, Steve. I mean, I'm, I'm not really a part of it. I've never gotten in on the lucrative part of it. But we have more podcasts, more noisemakers, more uh, talking heads than we've ever had. And we have more losing and Democrats continue to win both on policy and elections. I think the most important thing that people need to understand before you analyze the why is the what. What is happening? Because that's something that can't be denied or wished away. And that is that Republicans are bucking an inveterate political science trend that has really always been around since the founding, but is accelerated in this era of polarization since really the 90s, where when you're the party out of the White House and you have especially when you have a lethargic economy, high inflation, a lot of melees, nothing's going right. Uh, the direction of America in, in all the polling, we love polls, demonstrates people feel we're headed in the wrong direction. The policies aren't right. You know, you have an even even a popular Democrat president like um, Bill Clinton or at least a well-liked one like Obama still – the Republicans and the Democrats, vice versa, during Bush and Trump 2018, they have massive victories across the board, right? It's a general trend. So you can't isolate, OK, it's this is the abortion referendum. Uh, this is some sort of uh, scandal. But across the board, there's a trend where Republicans overperform by 10 when Dems are in the White House and vice versa. So here, Republicans got crushed in 2017. They got crushed in 2018. They wound up losing the presidency 2020, funny election, battled to a draw in congressional elections, other things. Okay, Biden comes in. At that point, we all expected a rerun of 2010. But instead, the opposite has happened. Democrats are winning midterm style elections as if they're the opposition party when they have the most unpopular, most feckless, a president in the White House and an economy that's really problematic and nothing is going right in the world and no one will tell you it is, even on, even, you know, on, on most of the, the Democrat voters as well. Yet, whether it's the special elections, whether it's the off year, whether it's the full midterm, they, they're losing across the board. So I just want to make that very clear, Steve. It's not any one thing. It's not just the abortion issue. It's not just the quality of the candidate. This is why they won by 4.6 points in Mississippi. This is why they lost five seats in New Jersey, but in districts they shouldn't have lost. Um, and obviously, this is why they lost the governor's race in Kentucky by five. And not only did they fail to win the Virginia Senate, but they lost what they already held control of the House. So what we're facing now is the lowest common denominator between the the feckless, rudderless vision of the party mainstays, establishment, and the tarnished image of Trump. So you know, each one is saying, no, it's not you. No, it's the other one. It's McConnell. And Daniel Cameron, the Republican candidate for Kentucky, really binds this together. 
because Daniel Cameron is the embodiment of what we have right now. On, on, on the fringes, you'll have a Mitch McConnell himself who openly is anti-Trump. There's very few of the new candidates that are going to be that way. On the other end of the spectrum, you'll have you know guys that are into Trump, but they'll actually really fight for things like a Matt Gates. But there's only a few of them. The mainstays of the party are Daniel Cameron. He is a Mitch McConnell staffer. Same agenda, but I love myself some Trump personality. And as I saw, I saw Aaron played. I played on my show as well. The closing ad in his campaign in the general election was wrapping himself around Trump. No vision, no big picture. What are you going to do on the border? Safety, prosperity, quality of life, liberty, culture. I mean, Steve, could you tell me what Cameron, what Tate Reeves ran on? No. I mean, any big picture issue, there's nothing there. So in politics, you either define the narrative or get defined by it. You're always running into headwinds. There's no there's no stagnation. So if you don't have a countervailing narrative, and I don't even mean a countervailing narrative on life, on abortion, but Democrats have a potent narrative on it. And if you don't have a commensurate narrative on any other issue, for example, a medical freedom ballot initiative, constitutional right in Ohio, I tried to push it there, uh, to bodily autonomy from Pfizer, from masks, nothing. So there's just nothing there. We have complete paralysis of, and this is why we're doing worse than we've ever done. Policy-wise, we've always done bad. But Republicans, every other election, when they're out of power in the White House, they would win. Now they can't even win because they're getting the worst of both elements of it. So Daniel Cameron was a Trumpy and he was a McConnell. And that's really what most people are these days. And that's certainly what most voters view the party as. But but I mean, Steve, we had this last election and we had uh, Kevin McCarthy returned as leader. Mitch McConnell returned as leader. Rona McDaniel returned as leader. And Trump once again elevated to the, the position of front runner for presidential election while we had a control group of someone who is not the establishment and not the Trump image. And uh, he actually won by a pretty big deal. But Steve, I got my polls and we're going to continue to do the same thing. How do we fix this, Daniel? Because I, what, what I, I said, there were two major points I had to the audience, one dealing with the church, but the other dealing with the process. And the reality is, whether it's Ohio one or everything you just talked about, what it would take to, to change this is gets in the way of a lot of people's meal tickets. Yes. There's no way to change this without doing that. For example, in Ohio one, to decentralize the pro-life movement into a more amorphous force that is capable at a state by state level of defending yep. the principle diverts a lot of control and money away from these national organizations that have, as our as our president Gaston Mooney calls them, big baby that have been around for as long as you and I, with our you know ages, can remember. All right, and we're we're talking about a, an industry that got fired the woman at Ohio Right to Life earlier this year because she was too rabid in talking about the gospel and being pro-life. So they don't want to give away that power and control. And then on the other side, everything it would take to correct this on a candidate level uh, would run in the face of a lot of people's meal tickets, a lot of people's uh, uh, content uh, um, plans and mechanisms. And, and 
so there could be a lot of these people that truly do want to save America and care about America. They just can't afford to do what it will take to do it. And in the end, you know, um, you choose man, man, you got to have, you cannot serve two masters. You're going to have to choose one. And mammon is usually the one that gets chosen in those circumstances. It's funny. I think you and I have been saying the same thing since 2015. Trump wasn't the problem. The problem predated him. But he wasn't the solution, and he ultimately, and we knew and we predicted this, would get in the way of fixing it. So it's, it's, it's an accurate statement to say that all of this is not on Trump in a vacuum, but it will not change until he is gone. We have complete paralysis. In many respects, the Republican Party always was a reactionary force, right, that they could— articulate an anti-movement yes. while Democrats yep. are in power, but then yep. ultimately there was no governing vision. That was always the problem. And I spoke at length on today's show, on my podcast, about what we're saying about life. I'll, I'll do you one better, Obamacare. That incontrovertibly was unpopular. Um, Democrats lost their biggest landslides in 2010, 2014 because of that issue. But Republicans made it popular by when they came in, they validated their premise they were like you know the worst thing you can do in gaza is to advance but then stall out where, where you're the most vulnerable which is what the biden administration is trying to do that to the israelis now we're like, i'm gonna beat your oh well there's good aspects uh, we can't take away people's health care and you kind of do nothing republicans were asked about this in the last presidential debate you know obamacare is very popular republicans take our gold and they dip it in feces um, I, I, I wrote in my column in 2017, this date, uh, November 8th, about the loss of Virginia. That's what kicked off this cycle, this demographic landscape, electoral landscape we're in, began in 2017. And the Obamacare back then was uh, the, uh, the abortion issue was Obamacare. Um, and they made that unpopular. And w in, in, in large respect, the Trump movement was a reactionary force to the reactionary force of the GOP. So again, diagnosing a lot of the right problems, but ultimately, okay, so then you kind of break the party a little bit, not really in policy, but in image. And then now we're stuck with this muddled mess with no affirmative vision. But Steve, it's not like we don't have a proof of concept of what could eschew this false dichotomy. It's not like we don't, mm -hmm. um, we kind of mm -hmm. do. I mean, I would guarantee if you poll voters in Palm Beach County, do you support the heartbeat bill? I don't think a majority would. But when you have someone who, A, is not an adulterer telling people, you know, not to get an abortion, that kind of doesn't help when you have that image, 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 vision and image. You have a nice image, but you also have a vision on a multitude of other issues, particularly medical freedom. Again, freedom, quality of life safety, security, culture. Where is the underlying message on the top seven issues? And that's what you have now. I mean, you have in Congress, do you hear this message and all the stuff that we're churning out on the border and this type of people being brought in, destroying our communities? No, it's like, well, we'll have a laddered approach to this appropriation bill. It's all about process mm. and, and there, there's no message. So again, you got the image of one with the vision of the other. And that's why we're now electorally worse off than even pre-Trump.
That's a phenomenal and depressing assessment, which I would expect nothing less at a moment like this from the prophet of woe and lamentation. Thank you, my friend, in a weird way. Thank you. We appreciate you. God bless. Happy to deliver. Take care. <laughs> we know that you are. All right, we'll wrap it up here in a minute after I tell you about our friends over at Eden Pure, their outstanding air purifier. The thunderstorm, it gets rid of strong odors in your home. It doesn't freshen the air, it purifies it. It gets rid of the components that are causing the strong odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans, even that, even that musky mildew smell in the basement is no match for the thunderstorm air purifier. That's why it's gotten so many rave reviews within our audience and tens of thousands of them on five-star reviews online as well. And right now you can get a three-pack for whole home protection. Every unit of your home or two units of your home, your garage, however you wanna lay them out, get three units for under 200 bucks and free shipping. Three units for under 200 bucks and free shipping when you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code Steve. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Steve. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Steve. Gentlemen, your thoughts as we close this out on uh, Daniel or the show at large today and where things stand and what we talked about. I can't wait until the next election because it's it should be so clarifying one way or the other because Steve and Daniel are not prescription averse they don't just throw up their hands they tried to find uh, uh the win but if you heard both of them right now I was you know I don't know I got nothing you know it that uh, one way or the other we need to have a different direction either we get DeSantis and it's going to be we're going to die on this hill or it wasn't remotely possible and together we decide we have to tack in an entirely different way and because having these kinds of conversations are a lesson in futility my it's it's just it's just a pity it's not that there aren't any answers but that the answers are uh, so obvious and everybody just doesn't care or chooses the opposite direction for any number of reasons but it's increasingly becoming a waste of time yeah i mean i feel like we're ending kind of the way that we'd started here which is the question that i i keep coming back to over and over again want to win elections to what end you want to do all the all of the show to what end you want to consume all the memes to what end what are we doing here what has this all been about it's like uh <laughs> it's kind of like a creed in the office if i can't scuba what's all this been about what is what is our end game here we don't have a vision so we're destined to perish if that doesn't change, if you scorn and mock and revile those who at least try to cast a vision, a positive vision, I don't know what to do with you. I don't think you do either. So it's pretty simple, as Todd just said. The math here is pretty simple at the end of the day. What decision are we going to make? Because our kids and our grandkids, if we're blessed to have them, they're going to be impacted by what we're doing right now in this moment in the next 11 or 12 months the most. Don't screw it up. 
Well said, Aaron. Great way to end it. You too, Todd. Thank you guys both. We're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV. Until then, John Creason. Thank you.